as you all know, this is a all-stop shop for the podcast. I'm gonna try to do like some more. Lately, it's just been focusing on mental health things. But you know what? I want to actually get with pop culture and kind of talk about anything and everything. So if you do have any further ideas, you can always let me know. Um, get this a like. Also, go on to my Insta for the Say Less pod, and that will tell you a little bit about things going on in the podcast. And also, you can put in some DMs of different things that you'd want to hear, even if it's just like, oh, products. Love that. Um, yeah. So, we're going to be talking about anything and everything. Right now, still on mental health. Still going to bring mental health, but like I say, it's a one-stop shop. There's not like, oh, I can only talk about this one thing. Okay. So, this is, and like the next couple of episodes probably, well, the next two at least, are going to be about some pretty serious topics. Um, so, I might actually have to, like, put this, um, make a statement that this isn't for anybody above 18 although I do think at times you still think these thoughts with that being said even before you hit 18 there's sometimes people's like oh well I don't want my child hearing about that before 18 but sometimes you already have the ideations so let me explain this it is September, which means that it is Suicide Prevention Month. There are a lot of things that we kind of hear about suicide, we kind of associate with suicide and like the thought processes or even like the ideations, how they come about. I'm gonna break some down some myths for you really quickly. This is from like the Mayo Clinic um, research, Mayo Clinic Health System, but um, so it is a growing public health crisis, um, and it affects any individuals like ten to thirty four. Um, so you know what. I think people need to hear this even if they might not be of age yet. Um, there are certain things that people have said about suicide. People believe about suicide, but I'm here to bust those myths for you. So, one of the common myths about it is that talking the, about suicide will actually increase now like I said this is all based on and I'm gonna be adding my own thoughts my own opinions on this like I say everything is a hot take so talking about suicide increases the chance that a person will act on it 
actually by talking about suicide it like reduces it actually may reduce like the chance of rather than increasing that thought of suicide ideation or something that is commonly known as SI um, and but there's also going to be some tips on how you can prevent it which I'm going to talk about and so it improves mental health outcomes and the likelihood that people are going to seek treatment now this is like I said this is from Mayo Clinic with that being said it depends on if that is a safe space that you can go to when you're having these ideations when you're having these thoughts if that person you tell them hey I'm going through this that and the third the world would be better off without me and I'm gonna talk about that in just a minute too um the world is not gonna and I know usually my podcast are all over the place but this is a very I'm gonna try as best as I can to stay on point and not ramble on too much but I don't know and I hope this is not the case but if any if you've told someone you're going through these different ideations you have a plan in place you know exactly how you're gonna do it and someone dismisses it and says you know what I'll take you to the bridge right now or someone makes a snide remark it doesn't help the person in that situation um actually with that is going to probably heighten the stance and make someone believe that they aren't safe and that you know in some ways it's better if they just went ahead and proceeded with the action So if you really truly want to be there for someone, tell them that you do need them, that you do respect them, that life, that the world needs one of them. Um, there are going to be a lot of memories that you can make a lot of memories that haven't been made yet that you need to make a lot of plans that you need to make and yes if you've heard Call My Mom by Noah Khan it is like a representation he's like you know at the very beginning it's like you're spiraling again you're thinking all these thoughts that's how it starts you get down in this deep hole of being like okay I I gotta cancel all my plans I gotta do all these different things 
he's like, you know what? I'm not going to let you ever make the chance, the opportunity not to make those plans, not to go out with your friends, not to do any of these different things because that is what is helping you stay alive and thrive in this situation. And you know what? If it is horrible, if it is bad, if the circumstances around you are horrible, please do seek help. It can be like through a mental health therapist. It can be through a psychiatrist. And I feel like you need professional help. Um, Okay. Second myth. That was that was a little bit of attention. Um, a little bit of not attention. That was a little bit going on a rampage, but I'm gonna go with the second myth now. Um people who talk about suicide, they're just asking or just seeking attention. As I mentioned in like I say this some things that I say they can be translated into different situation but there was a difference between wanting to be the center of attention and just wanting to be heard wanting to be seen wanting someone to appreciate you to like you to respect you as an individual when you are disrespect it it gets you in this headspace of depression and this whole um, I could go into a long tangent about that and sometimes what causes that but I'm, I'm gonna save you the trouble um, It says people who, this is the fact um, that they're saying, people who die from suicide have often told someone about not wanting to live anymore or that they don't see a future. Um, And then it says, are you thinking about hurting yourself? Are you thinking about suicide? What some people, some people realize this, some people don't. Um, you also have self-soothing and self-harming. And after a while, it's almost like vaping or you got to take a hit. It's like it becomes that cycle of sometimes where you're like, I just need to release something because you're feeling stressed you're feeling anxious you know and some things sometimes they are just lack of they are things that people just go through in life a feeling unwanted um unloved we don't necessarily see a future we don't see that the world possibly needs us um
and when not seeking attention that's why we will literally hide we will literally will hide from you we won't tell you what's truly going on so they say that we're seeking attention and then when that individual they are gone and they they did feel the need to unalive themselves we don't we're like oh I wish I would have known this known the signs listen they were crying out they were screaming long before just no one heard them so to say that people are actually seeking attention how come they fall behind the shadows how come no one ever sees them no one ever hears their screams no one ever hears their cries at night and you're like oh yeah I was in tune I knew what they were going through they would have told me no they wouldn't have they wouldn't have not if they don't feel safe enough to tell you that not if they think you might be able to get over them or you and honestly if you do watch pop culture um I watched a couple of episodes um it's just one of those tv series where I can't be doing other things and I have to like just sit and watch so that's why it's kind of like a hard tv show to watch for me like it's like because my psych brain goes off but it's the 13 reasons why and people's like well that you know what at the beginning of the movie or not the movie at the beginning of the tv show they tell you hey if you or someone you know is struggling with this go to this website and but it actually depicts all the reasons why people do it. Um, and it's not like I didn't really see it as saying, oh, well, it's just making sure that, you know, it's glorifying the fact that people do it. It's bringing awareness to a situation that we need to hit on concrete I mean even um no okay um another tangent but um another the third myth is suicide can't be prevented but actually it can be um, you will actually see, like, the environmental, like, the factors that play into this. If they start withdrawing, if they start giving away things, if they're constantly, sometimes if they're the web 
blanket of the group, for lack of a better term. But, hey, let me just tell you something. Depression, these suicide thoughts do not look a certain way. Some people's like, if I, if they have like this gloomy cloud, I'm going to know that they're depressed. Yeah, that's one way of finding it out. The other is when people are so happy, they put on a face, like kind of like that commercial that you've seen where this one person, they just, and I hate, used to hate that commercial, but they hold off this like sign and it's like, I'm smiling, but like in the inside, they are actually dying. And I'm like, I know that's a simplistic, very, almost, it's not meant to come off at as heartless, but I'm saying that as like a simplistic way of kind of understanding the problem. You're gonna, you might see their smile, you might see their bubbliness. You might see them withdraw from you. You might not though. That is why it is always important to check in with people. See how they are truly doing. When we say we're fine, sometimes we just say fine so that then you'll get off our back. And it's a nice way of saying shut up. And get away from me. It's a nice way of not having to answer 21 questions. So... Yeah, it can be prevented. It can be prevented through talk. It can be prevented through therapy. It can be prevented by having like the proper tools, the habits that you used to use to cut yourself down or tear yourself down to cut, to even cut yourself. can harm yourself you just need to find different tools different methods um okay so the fourth myth is that people who take their own lives are selfish cowards or weak well that's actually the reason why that's a myth and you've probably heard this a million times like they were just selfish they shouldn't have done that no okay they weren't selfish they knew or they thought they knew that life is going to be way better off without them I make everybody else's life miserable maybe life would be better off without me no one needs me and when you hear like the words I'm like I and sometimes when you're no one's first place you're always like the second place you're always the what's what's it called always the bridesmaid never the bride when you're always 
the bridesmaid but never the bride sometimes you get into these this mentality and this mindset that you know what no one even wants me my friends don't want me they ditched me they blew me off they whatever and not that it is someone's responsibility to be there for you or to be the shoulder to cry on but sometimes it is nice knowing that someone's thinking about you that you're not always the second place that you're not always someone's pit stop on the way to get somewhere that you are someone's first choice and that's that's not that's not narcissistic into thinking you know what no one wants me no one and then when they give you like the thought process of you're right or no one does care what you're thinking um like um I you can't like I said you can't expect someone to be the person that gives you worth but at the same time it's nice to know that you're valued that you're loved um I'm in the clear now so I can kind of talk about this um and I'm not saying I'm like completely in the clear but I'm in a good enough space where I can do this now about a month ago I was a month actually it's probably been two, two three months I was in a really bad mental space um and you know what I texted some people they didn't pick up the phone at first I was like maybe they're just busy but you know what I then realized I've maybe never met anything to them I don't know I do not know that what I can say though is and I'm not, it's not, I'm not trying to gaslight or whatever, saying, oh, my experience better. And what they experienced was not. But my value was not seen in that relationship. And at that particular point, I knew, like, I had known for a while, um, and for, for, I knew for a while that things were going down south with these people, but, um, probably since 2020, if I'm being honest, that's besides the point. For some odd reason, I was like, I've talked them off enough ledges, 
I was thinking that somehow when I was in the same when I was in the same boat they would have my back when they didn't that's when things got really scary because I was like I was already alone by myself in my thoughts and so I wasn't expecting them to save me I was just expecting someone to listen or maybe not even expecting is the wrong word but wanting someone to listen wanting someone to care because I was it was tough um and I was just like I can't do this I can't talk myself out of this and usually usually I'm pretty good at like pulling myself up from the ground pulling myself from the ashes and uh, that's I mean that's symbolic like pulling yourself up from, you know, despair, the mud, whatever you want to call it, just being resilient. I'm usually pretty good at that. At that particular point, though, I didn't have enough strength in me to pull myself up anymore. And, you know, I needed someone to listen um no one was there so going back to the myth that people who struggle with that and I've struggled with it hmm I don't know struggle with thoughts and suicidal ideations for a long time I'm not gonna say what all went into that because the internet is a scary place and you can kind of imagine but anyway there was some things you know back in the day I was just like okay that you know uh maybe shouldn't have researched anyway um about that topic but The reasons why okay also uh, going back to seeking the attention that's why we go into like most of the time if you want to know I might have to look this up to see if the statistic is still accurate but a lot of the time that it happens is in the bathtub or in the bathroom um, also when you do like suicidal um, well, cutting specifically, a lot of people think about that with uh, razors. Um, also, been in the bathroom, like I say once again. Um, but it's not just that, but some. It's definitely not just that. Um,
so that's um, because we want to hide and also the bathroom really no one's really checking so it's a private place but now going back to the selfish part we just we think that the world is going to be a better place or they'll get up for us like when you had dinner and they hardly acknowledge you they don't even be like where's Caroline and don't even know you didn't show up don't don't even really care this is metaphorical nothing like this happened I'm just saying like if then it kind of feeds into that when people not that everything correlation equals causations or that people don't answer and then they're like what if people are busy I'm not saying everybody should answer. But, um, because you, people definitely need to have boundaries, definitely need to have that separation. But I will say it does feed into the cycle and the mindset that, okay, they're not even answering. And that's not meant anything to them. They would have answered. They would have picked up. They would have done this. They would have done this. And then what is really sad is when that person, once again, like I say, they're gone. That individual begins to feel the guilt and they're like if only I would have picked up the phone if only I would have said this and if only I would have done this differently sometimes it was not your fault but if you just stood there and you know and you watch things happen I would say that's your fault um Okay, so myth number five. Teenagers and college students are most at risk for suicide. Um, actually, the age group with the highest suicide rate in men and women is between the age of 40 and 64. And also, um, it's 64 plus if you were in the military, um, it's also like a high risk. They have like the leading um, cause. Um, that's actually one of the highest um, rates too. Barriers to bridges, safe firearm storage, and other actions to reduce access to lethal methods of suicide don't work. That's myth and number six. Now, sometimes people say, well, aren't they going to find different ways? The thing is, 
you can if you hunt or if you do different methods you should at least have it safe place safeguarded um and it's if they can usually have things locked up it gives that time that person time to decompress okay they might have had a plan and action place but now they might have to break the glass or they have to do different things in order to um think the process through now because there was a barrier in their way and then myth seven suicide always occurs without warning there's actually some things that you can look for for instance people talking talking about it um and then see if you have like a plan taking the means uh, withdrawing from social contact, wanting to be left alone. Sometimes I will actually surround myself with people when I know it's like been a very stressful week. And I know it's like that. I mean, I am extroverted anyway. And so a lot of times when I'm like, I just want to withdraw, I know that I'm like, okay, Caroline, take a step back. Maybe you need to hang out with some people. And sometimes people would never see that side of that. They're like, oh, Kaylin, you were having such a great time last week at this party because I was surrounded. I had people. I had a safe space. Um, if you're feeling hopeless and trapped about a certain situation, that's another time that you might consider. Um... This sometimes, and I've seen this also, um, there are sometimes people, it says changing um, normal routine, like eating, including eating or sleeping habits. I might actually have to start like setting a like morning and a night routine. So then at least I have something to look forward, not look forward to, sounds like super weird. But, like, something where I can have a plan in place. And it's going to be a helpful plan. Um, and then doing risky or destructive, self-destructive things like using drugs or driving recklessly. Um, sometimes, and people are like, what is that? Like, sometimes that's driving too fast. Sometimes that is... not it's really not having a personal regard for one's safety and the thing is like sometimes you just um i have allowed myself to have um be hurt by certain like sometimes i'm like i i get random bruises anyway but sometimes it's like I wasn't really 
I'm like, oh, I can take this out of the oven, no big deal. And then you end up putting yourself, you don't really, like sometimes people's like, oh, Kaylin, you're so sweet, you're so selfless. Because you would dodge a bullet for me. Not, not dodge a bullet. You would take a bullet for me. I probably, I, I mean, bullet sounds kind of risky, but yeah, sure. I'll take that bullet for you. That might not be like the flex that you think it, that the flex that you're giving me. I'm not flexing on it. I'm like, it's just, people's like, oh, Kaylin, you're so sweet. You're so loving. You always care about others more than yourself. But the thing is, <laughs> I don't care about myself enough. So, yeah, I might care about you, but I don't care if something happens to me. I just, sometimes I just don't. And that's not the right way to look about it either. You have, at times you have to know, okay, what your value is, who you are worthy of love, you are worthy of respect. You have to know these things deep down. And it's going to take time. You can just wake up and be like, I'm healed. Everything's good. I don't think about, you know, um, kind of like the Bobby movie. I don't think about irrepressible thoughts of death. Like, I'm good. When in all actuality, you're not. You are, like I said, you problem with it this is the best analogy and it's probably it just came to me so it's probably going to break down at some point but it's kind of like having you're bleeding you're bleeding out and you grab the tourniquet try to wrap it tight now you've lost oxygen you pass out people don't actually see the residual effects sometimes until you've actually hit the hard the cold hard pavement <laughs> like killing what happened to you you're white you look like a ghost you're you were dying you were drowning for so long it's just until you were finally under the water, no one noticed. So, please, if you see someone, like I am telling you, when people start driving crazy, and I'm not saying, oh, it's 25 miles an hour, they're going 30. Sometimes that could be a case, but... Nine times out of ten, that's not... I'm talking about if they're swerving in lanes, if they're... Even... Sometimes it's a both-and situation. It's talking about drinking and driving. Them both... Or drugs and driving. 
and I'm like not the two combined but sometimes people who are depressed they're going they're engaging in two risky behaviors so that then they can numb the effects and they don't have to think about okay what is happening where am I going Um, another thing is giving away belongings or getting affairs and orders when there is no logical explanation for doing this and no I've never really you know I think that's more like if you are in a relationship type of thing it could be something else but um, like if you own a house or something and you're trying to find your POA or power of attorney um, and all of those different um, aspects saying goodbye to people as if they won't be seen again um and then it says developing personality changes. Um, and or severely agitated or anxious, particularly when it's dancing. Um, so, the also the myth, and you can already tell that in my mind, I think this is a myth. Talk therapy and medications don't work. And the fact of it is that it does work. You can talk to a loved one. You can um, get help from a trained professional. Encourage the person to call 988, which is the Suicide and Crisis Helpline. And here's another thing um, that it says... And like I say, I'm quoting Mayo Clinic Health System. It says that you, like, also, I'm not quoting everything from them. It's my own thought. But just because someone close to you has gone through those suicide attempts or they... You want to help them. You see the warning signs. Great. Take those steps. But know this. You are not in any way, shape, or form responsible if something happened and you did everything in your power to stop it. If you were the contributor and it was assisted, that's another story. But if you were trying to do everything in your power to help this person get the help that they needed, help them understand that you are there for them, you want to listen, you want to be there, you will sit with them for hours on end. Just...
to hear them because you don't want to never hear from them again um you will do everything that you can if you love and care for this person um And I will say that is all that I have for that like particular episode. Like I say, I'm gonna, I want these episodes to not only be like, yes, we can still do um, mental health. We can still talk about pop culture and we can still talk about all these things. But I do want some of them to be happy, go lucky podcast episodes. So like I say, if you like this episode, go ahead and like, even like share it if you can. And yeah, until next time, I will see you again.